Disabled veterans face a variety of challenges when they return home. Many are personal, of course. Some of their issues are legal, centering on disability claims. And many of these veterans need proper representation as they make their way through what can be a very complicated legal process. The group Disabled American Veterans, or DAV, has begun referring veterans to Finnegan for pro bono representation before the U.S. Court of Appeals for Veterans Claims and the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Federal Circuit. With us to talk about the issue of appealing claims decisions are attorneys Christine Lehman, chair of Finnegan's Pro Bono Committee, and Ron Smith, Finnegan's Pro Bono Counsel for Veterans Affairs. Before joining Finnegan, Smith served as Deputy General Counsel for Veterans Claims for the Disabled American Veterans, and in that role he prosecuted more than 400 appeals in the federal courts for the DAV. Thank you both, by the way, for joining us. Christine, let's start with you. Can you tell us about Finnegan's pro bono program and its history with veterans issues? Sure. Well, our pro bono program has several different facets to really take advantage of any interests that our attorneys might have in specific areas of pro bono. But in the area of veterans issues, we've had a longstanding commitment and a real interest since the beginning of the firm, really, where we've informally worked with Ron Smith and disabled American veterans in a variety of ways, and we're excited that in our new programs, we're really formalizing that relationship. Ron, you've just joined Finnegan uh, recently after being the Deputy General Counsel for the Disabled American Veterans. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and why you decided to join Finnegan? Yes, thank you. At the Disabled American Veterans, my office was responsible for representing veterans and their dependents and appeals to the Court of Appeals for Veterans Claims and the Federal Circuit from decisions of the VA denying claims for benefits. The number of those claims and therefore the number of appeals has been increasing in part because of the present wars. Finnegan and the DAV have entered into a partnership to bring the resources of Finnegan's more than 325 lawyers to bear in meeting the needs of those veterans. Now, does Finnegan have a goal when it comes to supporting veterans' issues? Absolutely. The most important goal is to ensure that earned benefits are delivered to injured veterans. The VA effectively serves the majority, but when the system fails, the results can be very serious for those involved. If even half of 1% of the veterans' claims filed are denied, that amounts to more than 4,000. And Finnegan is devoted to helping to make sure that those people receive their benefits. If there's one thing the public could know or should know about the defense of veterans' claims, what would it be? I guess the biggest sort of surprise to me in, in us when we have really moved forward with this program and, and taken on a, a large number of cases just recently is the scope of the claimants over time. We're handling cases that are, are not only of recent veterans that are coming back having become disabled in the recent wars in Iraq and Afghanistan, but also there are still cases involving World War II veterans who may have been injured in a VA hospital and are trying to seek benefits. Or we have, we're representing veterans from Vietnam who may have been experiencing certain disabilities now that are related to injuries that they incurred in Vietnam. And some of those cases are, are still making their ways through the legal process. And that's someplace where, you know, we can really make a difference. And while there has been a lot of attention lately to the recent veterans, and we're very much excited to be able to help them, there are many cases of World War II veterans who still need representation. And if anything, it's quite urgent because many of them are in their 80s. Good to know. Now, when it comes to the disabled veterans coming home from Iraq and Afghanistan, as you mentioned, what are some of the biggest challenges that they have to overcome? Well, the biggest challenges are 
for those who are most seriously wounded. According to the Department of Defense, the uh, number of seriously wounded soldiers is now approaching 5,500. Their immediate needs, of course, are having an income and then getting connected with the VA disability system and VA medical care. Once those immediate needs are addressed, the long-term needs include education or vocational rehabilitation, specially adapted housing, and transportation needs. I think as most people know, veterans, soldiers are not very well paid and they have few resources to begin with. And when they return and are discharged, particularly if they're seriously injured, just meeting the needs of daily life can be quite difficult. So getting into the system, having their claims adjudicated, and getting the benefits flowing to them are absolutely crucial in the immediate month or two after their discharge. The Department of Veterans Affairs has a disability rating system for veterans returning to the U.S. Can you explain that a little bit and how the system impacts compensation for injuries? It's really a fairly straightforward system. Disabilities are rated on a scale of 0 to 100 percent in 10 percent increments. Actually, veterans get rated twice. They get rated once by the Department of Defense, and the Department of Defense uses the VA disability rating schedule. They're required to do so. And that's for the purpose of determining whether or not they will receive a disability pension for life from the military. In order to qualify for that, they have to have two things. They have to have a disability, which the military determines makes them unfit for further service, and that disability must be rated 30% or more disabling. If they meet those criteria, then they receive their pension for life, but as soon as they're discharged, then they are also rated by the Department of Veterans Affairs. Now, if they receive a higher compensation from the Department of Veterans Affairs, they don't get to keep both. They must elect either their military disability retired pay or their VA disability compensation. One of the things that I think most people don't know is that if the soldier is rated 20% or less disabled by the military, they actually do not receive a military disability retirement. They receive something called severance pay. It's a one-time payment to the veteran. But if that person then also is receiving VA disability compensation, the severance pay has to be repaid. So the benefits really are not all that generous. I think most people would be surprised to learn that a veteran rated 100% disabled receives $2,471 per month which I think is a rather meager sum. Are there other flaws in the current system you think should be fixed? Well, there are some. I think one of the major ones has to do with VA examinations. In order to determine what level of disability a veteran has, the Department of Veterans Affairs relies on medical evidence, obviously. In many cases, veterans come to VA with reports from their treating physicians. In many cases, people they've been seeing for many years who are well-informed about the severity of the disability. But the VA, almost without exception, will, upon receiving a claim, schedule the veteran for what's called a VA compensation and pension examination. Now, this takes, in some cases, two to three months before the examination can be performed and results in a significant delay in receiving benefits. But more seriously, VA is terribly overloaded with the number of these exams that need to be performed. And as a result, they only allow 15 minutes per exam. Well, if you have 
a veteran with an amputated arm. It's fairly clear what the disability is. It's easily described. You can do that in 15 minutes. On the other hand, if you have a veteran with traumatic brain injury, post-traumatic stress disorder, or other less obvious disabilities, it's very difficult for the examiner to be able to do a quality examination in that period of time. Now, the law permits VA to rate these disabilities based on the private medical evidence. They're just not doing it. That ought to change. How have things changed in recent years? The biggest change has been the burden on the system resulting from the current wars. The number of appeals administratively to the VA's Board of Veterans' Appeals has increased to approximately 40 to 45,000 per year. Of that number, between 3,500 and 4,000 are further appealed to the Court of Appeals for Veterans Claims. And the result of that is that the court is overburdened and a decision from the court from the date a notice of appeal is filed to a decision can take a year to 18 months. That's a long time, but it's a particularly long time for someone who needs benefits and doesn't have them. And as courts have recognized for a long time, a retroactive award of benefits doesn't make whole a person who has been living very often in fairly impoverished circumstances for a long period of time. So the most beneficial thing that could happen for veterans would be more timely decisions at all levels, both administratively and at the court. Uh, Given the inclination to lead toward the agencies in many cases and the backlog of cases, it's pretty clear, pretty easy to understand uh, why veterans would need good representation. Moving forward, how is Finnegan going to help work with these VA claimants to ensure that they get the proper benefits and compensation for their service to the country? Finnegan is in the process now of reviewing approximately six to 8,000 decisions of the Board of Veterans' Appeals annually. From that, based on our experience historically, we expect to identify between 125 and 175 appeals to the Court of Appeals for Veterans Claims. Each one of those will go to a Finnegan attorney who will represent the veteran or claim it could be the survivor or other dependent of a veteran will represent that person on a pro bono basis and ensure that whatever error was committed by the Board of Veterans' Appeals is corrected. Ron, Christine, thank you both for being with us. Our guests have been attorneys Christine Lehman and Ronald Smith from Finnegan. If you'd like more information on this or related issues, please visit www.finnegan.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Finnegan.